Warning, the content you are about to hear on this podcast contains some explicit language in the context of song lyrics, as well as a reference to sexual assault and date rape. Discretion is advised. I think that I'm just a rock chick. I would describe my music and my sound as Avril The best damn thing. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the Best Damn Avril Lavigne podcast, a facts and trivia-based podcast about Canadian pop singer Avril Lavigne. I'm your host, Andrea DeFrancesco. In this edition of the Best Damn Avril Lavigne podcast, we discuss Avril's fourth album, Goodbye Lullaby. In this episode, we'll learn some interesting trivia about this introspective album and the raw acoustic ballads behind it. Before I launch into facts about Goodbye Lullaby, I have some bonus facts from the last episode I thought I'd throw in first. Whenever I'm editing an episode, I always seem to think of facts that I could have included and have to revisit them at the top of the next episode, so I figured instead of calling them forgotten facts, I should start calling them bonus facts. First, we have to go all the way back to Let Go and tack on a new fact to Skater Boy. In the time since I posted the episode all about Let Go, Avril has made a TikTok account and recently posted her first video on the platform, featuring her singing along to Skater Boy while pro skater Tony Hawk does some tricks on the halfpipe. The video went viral and racked up more than 15 million views. Then in the last episode, I discussed trivia about Avril's third album, The Best Damn Thing, released in 2007. I mentioned that Avril plays a beer bottle on the opening track, Girlfriend, and realized it could have expanded even more on the interesting backstory of how this came about. According to the making of the Best Damn Thing documentary, Avril was drinking a beer in the studio, and there was just enough liquid left inside that perfectly matched the key of the song when she blew on it. It's little things like that that happen so spontaneously that really just make that record what it is. Additionally, the giggles that can be heard during the bridge were created by Avril and Dr. Luke. The second piece of trivia I wanted to mention is that the music video for the Girlfriend remix featuring Lil Mama was parodied by Mad TV in a sketch called Black Friend, directed by Quincy Jones and Peggy Lipton. The sketch appeared in Season 13, Episode 9, which premiered on February 2, 2008. And now that we've officially covered, hopefully, everything about these albums, we can move on to Goodbye Lullaby. As always, we'll begin with some facts and trivia about the album itself. Goodbye Lullaby is Avril's fourth studio album, and it was released initially in Japan on March 2, 2011, March 4th in Australia, Germany, Ireland, the Netherlands, and Sweden, March 7th in the UK, Russia, and Brazil, and the rest of the world on March 8th. It did not get released in the Philippines or Chile until March 15th. It was her last album with RCA Records. The album debuted inside the top five in over 15 countries such as the United States and Canada, where it has since been certified gold, and topped the charts in over eight countries such as Australia, Greece, Hong Kong, and Japan. It debuted at number four on the Billboard 200 album chart, selling 87,000 copies in its first week of release. It stayed on the Billboard chart for 26 weeks and ranked number 115 at the end of the year. As of March 2018, it has been certified gold in the U.S. for sales of over 500,000 copies. The album's largest opening week was in Japan, where it debuted at number two on the Japanese Oricon Albums chart with sales of 130,000 copies. This was particularly impressive since it was released during the 2011 Tohoku earthquake, which cut off all promo. During the first three months, the album sold over 250,000 copies in Japan, receiving platinum certification. It debuted at the top of the Aria Albums chart in Australia and was her highest charting album there since 2004's Under My Skin which was also the case in Portugal, where it debuted at number 5. It became her highest-charting album in Spain, debuting at number 4. In total, it has sold about 3.5 million copies worldwide. It received a mixed score on Metacritic of 58 out of 100, based on 14 critic reviews. 
She was 26 years old at the time of its release. The album took about two and a half years to complete due to complications with RCA and Avril's divorce from her then-husband Derek Wibley, frontman of the band Sum 41, in 2009. At the time, it was the longest she had spent working on an album and the longest gap between studio albums up until 2019's Head Above Water, which took her about three years to complete and had a gap of over five years. Avril initially began work on the album in November 2008, just one month after the end of the Best Damn Tour. She mostly worked at her home studio with Derek, as well as longtime friends and collaborators Evan Taubenfeld and Butch Walker. By July of 2009, she had nine songs recorded, including Fine, a track which ultimately did not make the album, Black Star, Everybody Hurts, and Darlin'. Recording sessions ended in October 2010. In an interview with EntertainmentWeekly.com on July 24, 2009, Derek described the process of working with Avril, saying, I think this is taking the spirit of what she's done on previous records so much further. It's way more meaningful, has more of an impact, more emotional. It makes me feel something more than the other stuff, and I wanted to match that musically with the track. The article also revealed that in addition to Darlin being written when Avril was 15, there was also a song written when she was 17 and one when she was 20, but the titles were not revealed. Avril stated, I always had material, but some people that I worked with didn't really care because they wanted to write the stuff. Some people were just like, ah, whatever, you're a little girl, what do you know? I know how this works. It's my fourth record. It's not rocket science. I think people doubted me before, and I'm finally just like, I'm doing this. Noting the differences from her previous album, The Best Damn Thing, Avril said, this record I just really, really wanted to sing. We started recording each song, some of them just with acoustic guitar and the vocal and building it from there. It's stripped down. I love performing that way, so I really felt like it was time to make a record like that to just make it all about the vocal and the performance and the vibe and the emotion. I was always really honest in my lyrics. I think more so when I was younger, and now it's kind of come back to that. Just like, you know what? I'm not trying to write a perfect pop song. I'm just trying to write a song that's honest right now, even if something sounds weird or a lyric might not make sense to someone. In an article with Inked in June 2010, Avril also explained why she wrote most of the songs initially on piano, saying, The piano is more of an emotional instrument. It stirs up different emotions for me and moves me in a different way than the guitar can. RCA wanted Avril to create a rhythmic pop album that would fit with the current radio trend, but Avril wanted to make a stripped-down acoustic album filled with emotional ballads. The record ended up being delayed until March of 2011. Avril described the ordeal as bureaucratic BS in a blog post revealing the album release in December 2010. The full tracklist was revealed on Avril's website on December 21, 2010. In an interview with Digital Spy from February 22, 2011, Avril stated, My record company were being a typical record company and trying to give me their version of how it should be, trying to get me to go in a different direction. I had to fight with them over and over. I was like, no, this is a really special record to me and this is what I'm doing. Radio is very rhythmic and urban and dance today. I think they wanted me to do something more like that, but that's not what my vision was for this album. I was signed by L.A. Reid on Arista Records when I was 16. He understood me and believed in me. Arista folded and I got put on RCA or whatever. Then there were new people there and every six months it changes and more new people come in. It's funny when someone new comes in and they've got an opinion too. She also referenced this situation in an interview with The Guardian from January 14, 2019, saying the fourth album is where the tears started. She added, the majority of the time in my career, RCA want me to write another girlfriend. They don't want the ballads. I always loved the pop rock thing and it's still who I am. I'm still proud of those songs and I wrote them. It wasn't like people wrote them and gave it to me. It was like, okay, I get it. You guys want singles that are going in this direction. Fine, I'll work with you, but I'd rather be doing something else. You can't be stubborn and just do everything your own way. Avril ended up replacing four songs on the album to compromise with her label. 
According to a 2009 article written by Rolling Stone, there was a song originally on the album called Fine. Evan Taubenfeld confirmed there was another track called Gone. It's also speculated that the tracks Hello Heartache and Hush Hush, which appear on her fifth album Avril Lavigne, released in 2013, were originally written for Goodbye Lullaby. The songs that ended up replacing them were What the Hell, Wish You Were Here, Smile, and I Love You, which were written with Max Martin and Shellback. According to the Rolling Stone article, the album was originally ready for a November 17, 2009 release. However, it was pushed back due to Avril's divorce from Derek in October 2009. Avril then stated in an interview with Chelsea Lately that the first single would be ready for April of 2010, followed by the album in June. In an interview with Ryan Seacrest in May, Avril then said she felt the album was too serious and mellow and would return to the studio to write some fun songs to balance it out. She said, with an album, I don't want to rush it out. I have a very serious record, so I think I need to put a couple upbeat, fun songs on it. The first single was finally released in January of 2011, with the album in March. According to an editor for Rolling Stone, the lead single was rumored to be called Scars, and the album would be called Nice Demons. Fans theorized the album would be called Pink Crust, a rumor that was picked up by the media and written about in articles, despite being made up by fans as a joke. The album contains 14 tracks, her longest tracklist to date, and runs at 52 minutes and 12 seconds, her longest album to date. For the first time, Avril wrote seven songs completely by herself and produced two. She also played an instrument on six tracks, the most of any of her albums to date. She was also in charge of art direction and was her own A&R person along with Jeff Aldridge. The album artwork was shot by Mark Liddell, who Avril also worked with on her previous album, The Best Damn Thing, and would work with again on her next album, Avril Lavigne. The font for this album is called Trixie. Her favorite songs on the album are Push and Goodbye. The album contains a hidden track, which is an extended version of Alice, a song Avril wrote for Tim Burton's 2010 film Alice in Wonderland. Although there is excessive swearing on this album, it strangely does not bear the parental advisory label. However, in some countries, it bears a 12-plus label. The album was also released in a deluxe version, featuring bonus acoustic tracks as well as her cover of Bad Reputation by Joan Jett from The Best Damn Tour. It also features a bonus DVD with the Making of Goodbye Lullaby documentary, directed by Rob Dipple, who also directed the Making of the Best Damn Thing and the What the Hell TV videos. The album cover is purple instead of dark green. An expanded edition was released exclusively on Avril's website, which came with a hardcover booklet with bonus photos and a guitar pick. A Japanese commemorative edition was released, featuring live performances as well as the same bonus content featured on the deluxe edition. The album cover is blue. The singles released from the album were What the Hell, Smile, and Wish You Were Here. Push was released as a promo single in Japan. It was her first album to have less than four singles. All of the main singles were also written by the same co-writers. There is no clear logo for the album. Some fans believe the logo is a cutesy skull which appears on the side of Avril's piano in the album booklet, while others believe it is a black star outlined in green, which appears on the CD inlay, where her other logos have appeared. The main color scheme for the album is green and black. The album title is inspired by a lyric in Goodbye. The album is about saying goodbye to something familiar and closing one chapter and moving on to another. Many of the songs are also very stripped down and acoustic, resembling lullabies, with an emphasis on Avril's vocal performance. In the bio section of her website at the time, Avril said, Typically the lead vocal gets buried in the track, and you can't always hear the quality, character, or emotion after a certain point. I wanted my voice to be the main instrument. The supporting tour for the album was the Black Star Tour. The songs that have never been performed live as of 2021 are Not Enough, For Real, Darlin', Remember When, and Goodbye. She wrote a song called Dancing Crazy, which was given to Miranda Cosgrove for her 2011 EP, High Maintenance. 
Avril wanted to keep the record in the family and worked with Derek Wibley even after the two had officially divorced in 2010, longtime friend and former bandmate Evan Taubenfeld, and longtime collaborator Butch Walker, who she worked with on her previous two albums. She also worked with Swedish producers Max Martin and Shellback as a compromise with RCA. In an interview with MTV News in March 2011, Avril said, What was really great about working with Max Martin was, I flew out to Sweden for a couple weeks, sat down, played him my record, got to know each other, wrote some songs together, and then I was out. It switched it up for me. It was a new creative space, a new relationship, and we got a lot done. He's very talented. The album was recorded at Big Evil Corporation in Los Angeles, which is Evan Taubenfeld's studio, Maritone Studios in Stockholm, Sweden, Mr. Biz Studio in Los Angeles, which is Derek's studio, and Ruby Red Productions in Santa Monica, California. In August of 2010, she also collaborated with Skylar Gray and Alex DeKid at Henson Recording Studios in Los Angeles. It was rumored that she had also worked with Pharrell Williams. During these collaborations, it was reported that she had written some pop rock songs and other songs which were more hip-hop leaning. However, none of these songs appear on Goodbye Lullaby or any of Avril's later albums as of 2021. The instrumental of an alleged track from the Alex DeKid sessions called Candy was leaked in 2011. Goodbye Lullaby is her only album to date to feature an intro track as well as a hidden track. The songs that Avril wrote herself are Black Star, Stop Standing There, For Real, Darwin, Remember When, Goodbye, and Alice. She produced For Real and Goodbye. She plays the guitar on For Real and Darwin and the piano for the first time on Stop Standing There, Remember When, Goodbye, and Alice. She is posing on top of a piano on the album cover, the first time she is posed with a piano and posed with an instrument on an album cover. Her signature look for the era included blonde hair with black, pink, or green hair streaks, lots of eyeliner, pieces from her clothing line Abby Dawn, tank tops from her tour merch, leather leggings, Doc Martens, and hoodies. Her microphones in this era were sparkly black or red with matching mic stands. During this era, Avril kept fans up to date with a series of YouTube videos called WTH.TV or What the Hell TV. Her touring band for this album was the same as her band for the Best Damn Tour, minus the backing singers and dancers. Jim McGorman on rhythm guitar and backing vocals, as well as musical director. Steve Fakie on lead guitar and backing vocals. Steve Frolazzo on keyboard and backing vocals. Al Berry on bass and backing vocals. And Rodney Howard on drums and percussion. In 2011, Goodbye Lullaby was nominated for Album of the Year at the MTV Fan Music Awards. The following year, it was nominated for Album of the Year and Pop Album of the Year at the Juno Awards and won the Japan Gold Disc Award for Best Three Albums. Now let's dive into some facts about each track. Track 1, Black Star, written by Avril Lavigne, produced by Derek Wibley. It is one of seven songs written solely by Avril. It is the opening track on Goodbye Lullaby. This is the first time Avril has ever had a song act as an intro to an album. It is the shortest song on the album, as well as Avril's shortest song overall, running at only 1 minute and 34 seconds. It was originally composed in Avril's hotel room in Malaysia during the Best Damn Tour as the jingle for the commercial for her debut fragrance, Black Star, which was aired in 2009. The song was later expanded into the version that appears on Goodbye Lullaby. On September 26, 2009, Rolling Stone magazine did an article about Avril's upcoming fourth album. This song was mentioned in the article, with the magazine describing it as an ethereal lullaby that turns epic with tinkling Coldplay-like pianos and soaring strings. This means it was one of the original tracks on the album before RCA had Avril put the Max Martin tracks on. It inspired the name of her fourth tour, The Black Star Tour. It also inspired the name of her fanbase, Little Black Stars. It served as the opening number of the Black Star Tour, with Avril coming out to the stage waving a star-shaped glow stick. These glow sticks were also sold at the merch stands at her show. It has been compared to the song February Air by Lights. The song is about being a black star, meaning that you shouldn't be afraid to be different, to stand out, and to follow your dreams. 
Track 2, What the Hell, written by Avril Lavigne, Max Martin, and Shellback, produced by Max Martin and Shellback. It was released as the lead single from Goodbye Lullaby on January 10th, 2011. Its B-side is Alice. It debuted live on December 31st, 2010, slash January 1st, 2011 on Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve, making it one of the first songs of 2011. It was then offered for free on Avril's Facebook page for 48 hours. It has a tempo of 144 beats per minute and was composed in the key of A major. Avril's vocal range spans from F-sharp 3 to E5. It was recorded at Maritone Studios in Stockholm, Sweden. The keyboard intro has drawn comparisons to the garage rock band The Hives. What the Hell reached number one in Japan, the top five in Asia, the top 10 in Europe, Australia, South America, Mexico, and Canada, and the top 20 in the US and the UK, peaking at number 11 and number 16, respectively. It debuted on the Billboard Hot 100 at number 13 on January 19, 2011, and US Digital Songs at number 6, selling more than 166,000 copies in its first week. As of September 2015, What the Hell has sold more than 2.1 million copies in the U.S., making it certified double platinum. It was number one on the biggest hits of 2011 in Japan and was the best-selling Western single there. It is estimated to have sold more than 2 million units in Asia. It has sold more than 6 million copies worldwide, making it her second best-selling single behind Girlfriend. On June 1st, 2011, she performed the song as part of a medley with her second single, Smile, on season 5 of Britain's Got Talent. On June 19, 2011, Avril performed What the Hell at the Much Music Video Awards, playing the electric guitar. She also changed the words from What the Hell to What the Fuck. The music video was directed by Marcus Raboy and was filmed in 3D. There is a behind-the-scenes video on Avril's YouTube channel where Avril states the video was filmed over the course of three days, a first for her. There is also a clip where she was shown playing the electric guitar during the onstage scene, but it ended up being cut from the final version. Avril's former guitarist Evan Taubenfeld makes a cameo appearance as part of her band, along with Avril's brother Matt. Her sister-in-law Amy makes a cameo as the clothing store cashier, and Avril's mother Judy makes a cameo for the first time as the store clerk. When Avril walks into the vintage clothing store, she can be seen saying, Hi mom! Avril sports pink and green hair streaks in the video. When she changes clothes in the store, she comes out wearing a t-shirt that says What the Hell, which would be sold from Avril's clothing line Abby Dawn. Her band members are also wearing the men's versions. The video has been criticized for its heavy use of product placement for Sony, as well as Avril's clothing line Abby Dawn and her fragrances Black Star and Forbidden Rose. Some errors can be spotted throughout the video, such as Avril throwing a pink item over her shoulder in the dressing room, even though she was not seen wearing anything pink. Like in the video for Losing Grip, Avril stage dives in the video. The video was first premiered during the airing of Mean Girls 2 on ABC Family on January 23, 2011, and on the UK channel 4 Music. Her boyfriend is played by Spencer Hill. In her first outfit with the black top and shorts, she wears a bee necklace, which was for her real-life boyfriend at the time, Brody Jenner. The video was Vivo certified for over 100 million views on YouTube. It was nominated for International Video of the Year by a Canadian and your fave artist at the Much Music Video Awards in 2011. In 2011, it won Hot 100 Airplay Hit of the Year at the Billboard Japan Music Awards. In 2012, it won a BMI Pop Music Award and BMI London Award. In addition to the What the Hell shirts, Abby Dawn also sold WTH trucker caps and hoodies. One of the shoe designs was also called WTH Platforms and said WTH on the inside of the shoe. This also inspired WTH.TV, or What the Hell TV, a mini web series which was uploaded through Avril's YouTube page and kept fans updated with recent events. It was the first full song performed on the setlist for the Black Star Tour. She also would sometimes sing it later on for a second time, a cappella. In the background of the second pre-chorus, Avril can be heard saying Va Fan, which is the Swedish equivalent of What the Hell. It's presumed that this was one of the songs to be added last to the album, 
as Avril was having issues with her record company and needed to have more radio-friendly songs on the album, which brought about the collaboration with Max Martin and Shellback. An acoustic version was included on the deluxe edition of the album. A remix called the Bimbo Jones remix was included on the iTunes deluxe edition. There was also a longer version called the Bimbo Jones Club remix. Avril has described the song as being the most pop and least personal song from Goodbye Lullaby and being a broad message about personal freedom. The song is mainly about having fun and not taking things too seriously. Track 3, Push, written by Avril Lavigne and Evan Taubenfeld, produced by Derek Wibley. It is the shortest song on the album, excluding the intro Black Star, running at 3 minutes and 1 second. An acoustic version was featured as a bonus track on the deluxe edition of the album. It was performed on the Black Star tour as well as some promo performances for the album. Avril always sang it in a lower key. It is her favorite song on the album, along with Goodbye. Evan Taubenfeld provides vocals on the bridge, marking the first time Avril duetted with a male artist on an original song. During most live performances of the song, Avril's rhythm guitarist Jim McGorman covered Evan's part. However, Evan joined her as the opening act on the Canadian leg of the tour and performed the song with Avril. Avril originally wanted it to be released as the second single, but Smile was chosen instead. It did, however, get released in Japan as a promo single on February 13, 2012, reaching number 35 on the Japan Hot 100. It is about pushing through tough times in a relationship because you really love each other. Track 4, Wish You Were Here, written by Avril Lavigne, Max Martin, and Shellback, produced by Max Martin and Shellback. It was released as the third and final official single from Goodbye Lullaby on September 9, 2011. During the release of this single, Avril was in the midst of leaving RCA and moving over to Epic Records, so half the promotion was handled by RCA and the other half by Epic. This made it both Avril's last single with RCA and her first with Epic. It's presumed that this was one of the songs to be added last to the album because of her issues with RCA and needing to have more radio-friendly songs on the album, which brought about the collaboration with Max Martin and Shellback. It was recorded at Maritone Studios in Stockholm, Sweden. It was performed on the Black Star Tour as well as some promo performances for the album. The Avril Lavigne Foundation held an auction for the highest bidder to sing on stage with Avril at one of her concerts. The highest bidder sang this song with Avril at their chosen concert. It was Avril's favorite single from the album as she said it showed her emotional side and represented the album the most. In an interview with MTV News in November 2011, Avril stated, I love this song. I like this song because I wrote it about missing somebody and that's something that we all go through at some point in our lives. It's just about looking back and remembering all those good times you shared with somebody, all the crazy moments, and that's life. We all experience that at some point, but it has a positive message. Before being released officially as a single, it charted at number 99 on the Billboard Hot 100 and number 64 on the Canadian Hot 100 during the week of Goodbye Lullaby's release, way back in March 2011. After its radio release, it entered the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 airplay at number 69 on November 13, 2011 and peaked at number 32. It re-entered the Canadian Hot 100 on November 19 and peaked at number 98. It also re-entered the Billboard Hot 100 at number 84 and peaked at number 65, three positions higher than the previous single, Smile. The song also peaked at number 30 on the U.S. Mainstream Top 50 and number 20 on U.S. Adult Pop Songs. It was certified gold in the U.S. for sales of over 500,000 copies. It was never released to radio in the U.K., Germany, and some other European countries. On her experience working with Max Martin and on recording Wish We Here, Avril said, He said some really kind things that really meant a lot to me. He worked with so many people and he's an artist. He's very sensitive. We wrote a couple really special songs together. It's kind of hard to work with someone new. And when I went in and did vocals on Wish You Were Here, I did my first take and then Max stood up and was like, I'm so honored that you're here. And it was a really special moment where he understood me and I understood him. We connected and had a really great time. And it was really magic my first trip there. He's sweet. 
The music video was directed by Dave Myers, who also directed the video for Alice and the commercial for Avril's third fragrance, Wild Rose. Avril posted pictures from the video shoot on her website on August 9, 2011, and the video premiered on Avril's Vivo channel almost exactly a month later on September 8th. Unlike the previous videos for What the Hell and Smile, the video for Wish You Were Here was much more raw, emotional, and stripped down. Avril's tears in the video are completely real. According to Avril, they offered her onions to try to get her to cry, but she declined, wanting to do it on her own, and had to channel those feelings. She cried for about an hour. There is a very short behind-the-scenes video on Avril's YouTube page. The bathtub scene in the video is compared to a very similar scene in Britney Spears' video every time, though the two scenes have different meanings. Unlike her previous two videos for What the Hell and Smile, Avril's hair does not have any colored streaks in it. The video was Vivo certified for over 100 million views. An acoustic version appears as a bonus track on the deluxe edition of the album. There's also footage of Avril recording the acoustic version of the song in the studio on the Making of Goodbye Lullaby documentary on the DVD that is included on the deluxe edition of the album. There was a radio edit released which changed Damn 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 to Yeah 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 and Shit to a Shh sound. Avril performed the song on a turkey float at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade on November 24, 2011. A deluxe edition of the CD single was released, which featured the acoustic version, What the Hell Acoustic, a live acoustic version of Smile, and the Wish You Were Here music video. The single cover was blue instead of green. A limited fan edition of the CD single was also released, which allowed fans the opportunity to get their name in the booklet. The single cover was completely green instead of half green and half black and white. On Avril's official website, the tracklist was advertised as featuring the original version of Wish You Were Here, the acoustic version, and both the album and acoustic versions of an unheard track called Hello. However, fans ended up receiving a different version of the CD, which instead featured the live acoustic version of Smile and the acoustic version of What the Hell in place of both versions of Hello. After a series of email communications with Avril's team by a former administrator for Avril's official website, it was confirmed that the version featuring Hello was posted in error and that the track didn't actually exist. Fans were offered a refund and were not required to return the CD. Wish You Were Here was used in a scene of the Korean drama Glory Jane in 2011. It was performed on the Black Star Tour only. In an interview with Billboard, Avril described the song as the following. It's a song written about missing someone and looking back and remembering all the good times and all those awesome moments. The song is stripped down. It's kind of raw but also emotional. I cry in the video and that was something that I did on purpose, but it was something that was real. The next track that I'm going to talk about is Smile, which is the song, as I mentioned in the beginning, that has some lyrical references to sexual assault and date rape. So if this is a sensitive topic for you, then just fast forward by a couple of minutes to completely skip over this track. Track 5, Smile, written by Avril Lavigne, Max Martin, and Shellback, produced by Max Martin and Shellback. It was released as the second single from Goodbye Lullaby on April 11, 2011 to Australian Radio, then released in the U.S. on May 17th. Like with What the Hell and Wish You Were Here, it's presumed that this was one of the songs to be added last to the album because of Avril's issues with RCA and needing to have more radio-friendly songs on the album, which brought about the collaboration with Max Martin and Shellback. It was recorded at Maritone Studios in Stockholm, Sweden. There are a few different radio edits of the song. The iTunes edit completely blocks out any offending lyrics, including Blacked Out. Some radio stations and music channels also censored What Did You, What Did You Put In My Drink. Another radio edit changes the lyrics from You Know That I'm a Crazy Bitch to You Know That I'm a Crazy Chick and You Don't Really Give a Shit to a shh sound and Cuz You're Fucking Crazy Rock and Roll to Cuz You Like It Crazy Rock and Roll. A second radio edit has You Don't Really Give It Up. It was performed on the Black Star Tour as well as some promo performances for the album and some shows of the Avril Lavigne Tour. 
except for a few performances such as at Mezumashi TV, the song was usually performed in a lower key. According to the sheet music from musicnotes.com, Smile is composed in the key of F-sharp minor and is set in common time at a tempo of 100 beats per minute. Avril's vocal range spans from E3 to F-sharp 5. It is the lowest charting single from Goodbye Lullaby, debuting on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 at number 94 for the issue dated July 23, 2011, and peaking at only number 68 after seven weeks. It peaked at number 25 on the mainstream Top 40. Despite its low charting, it has sold more than 500,000 copies in the U.S., being certified gold. It is also her lowest charting single to date in the U.K., peaking at only number 186 on the U.K. singles chart after her Britain's Got Talent performance before falling off completely. It charted inside the top 30 on the Australian, Japanese, and New Zealand charts. It was never released to radio in the U.K., Germany, and some other European countries. Its highest chart peak was in Belgium at number 2. It was also certified platinum in Australia for sales of over 100,000 copies. Avril originally stated that she wanted Push to be the second single. She asked fans via Twitter in a poll which song they wanted as a single, but Smile won the poll. It was performed as part of a medley with the previous single What the Hell on Season 5 of Britain's Got Talent on June 1st and was performed in full on Season 6 of America's Got Talent on July 13th. The music video was directed by Shane Drake, who would also later co-direct Here's to Never Growing Up. There are a few behind-the-scenes videos on Avril's YouTube page titled Ready, Set, Smile, Smile and Style, Graffiti Guitar, and Avril Lavigne Smile Behind the Scenes. Avril decorated the set behind her with spray paint and posters advertising the Black Star Tour. She spray-painted the back of her electric guitar with Smile, which she ended up using on tour. She plays the electric guitar in the video, making it the only music video from Goodbye Lullaby, aside from Alice, where she plays an instrument. The scenes in the white room have been compared to her 2005 video, He Wasn't. She wears the Abbey Dawn Party Crasher dress and a smile tank top. The scenes of Avril as a muse were filmed in black and white except for the red heart pieces, an effect which had to be digitally created. The single cover is a shot taken from the set of the video. In the video, she sports green and black hair streaks. The video was filmed on April 21, 2011 and premiered on Vivo on May 18th. On the video, director Shane Drake said, Avril serving as an unseen muse in the brokenness of life, and she sees the broken, scattered remnants of hearts around the city, displayed by glass, and removes those pieces from people's lives, causing them to feel as though there's hope again. The video was nominated for International Video of the Year by a Canadian at the Much Music Video Awards in 2012. The video was Vivo certified in November 2014 for over 100 million views. The song is presumed by many fans to be about Avril's then-boyfriend Brody Jenner, but generally the song is about a person who makes you feel loved and like you can be yourself around them. Track 6, Stop Standing There, written by Avril Lavigne, produced by Butch Walker. It is one of seven songs which Avril wrote completely alone. It was performed on the Black Star Tour with Avril on piano and featured a longer bridge section. Footage of the recording session of this track, which took place at Butch's studio in Santa Monica, California, was included on the Deluxe Edition DVD, where Avril said she wrote the song at home on her guitar. It also shows producer Butch Walker recording vocals with her and a keyboard on the last couple choruses. On the studio version, Avril is credited with playing the piano. The song is about a guy who has feelings for the girl and she for him, but he is not making any moves. Track 7, I Love You, written by Avril Lavigne, Max Martin, and Shellback, produced by Max Martin and Shellback. Like with What the Hell, Wish Should We Here, and Smile, it's presumed that this was one of the songs to be added last to the album because of Avril's issues with RCA and needing to have more radio-friendly songs on the album, which brought about the collaboration with Max Martin and Shellback. It was recorded at Maritone Studios in Stockholm, Sweden. It was performed at most shows of the Black Star Tour. Many fans assume the song is about Avril's ex-husband Derek Wibley, but more generally the song is about a relationship that didn't work out but still loving and caring about the person because of what you've been through with them. 
Track 8, Everybody Hurts, written by Avril Lavigne and Evan Taubenfeld, produced by Derek Wibley. This was one of the songs mentioned in the 2009 Rolling Stone article, meaning it was one of the earliest songs included on the album. It was performed only a few times on the Black Star Tour as part of a fan request. It was also performed with Evan at a Canadian show, with both of them playing the acoustic guitar. It is about how everyone goes through hard times and that it's okay to be afraid. Track 9, Not Enough, written by Avril Lavigne and Evan Taubenfeld, produced by Derek Whipley. It is one of five songs from Goodbye Lullaby never to be performed live, as of 2021. It is rumored that Avril wanted this to be the lead single from Goodbye Lullaby before the Max Martin songs had been written. It is presumed by many fans that the song is about her ex-husband Derek Wibley, but in general the song is about a relationship that is no longer fulfilling and that it's time for it to end. Track 10, For Real, written and produced by Avril Lavigne. This is one of seven songs written by Avril alone and one of two songs produced solely by Avril. The title is stylized as the number four in a possible reference to it being Avril's fourth album. It has never been performed live as of 2021. On the studio version, Avril is credited with playing the acoustic guitar. It is about a guy who Avril has feelings for and she believes he feels the same way. She wants to know if his feelings are real or not. Track 11, Darwin, written by Avril Lavigne, produced by Derek Wibley. It is one of seven songs written solely by Avril. This was the second song Avril ever wrote when she was about 14 or 15 years old and still living in her hometown of Napanee before she got a record deal. She first played the song for Derek when she was 17 years old. She had always wanted it to be included on one of her albums, but never had the chance because collaborators had other visions. However, she felt it would fit perfectly on this album. Speaking on the song, Avril said, Whenever I hear Darwin, I think of the family room I wrote it in and playing it for my mom, so it's really special for me to have it on the album. It was mentioned in the 2009 Rolling Stone article, meaning it was one of the earliest songs recorded for the album. On the making of Goodbye Lullaby DVD, Avril only said the song is about a friend, leading to much speculation amongst the fans as to who the song could be about. There are many theories, such as a coming out song for a gay friend, or a song about a friend whose parents are getting divorced. Generally, the song is about comforting someone who is going through a hard time, something which Avril herself says she has also been through. It has never been performed live as of 2021. On the studio version, Avril is credited with playing the guitar. Avril stated that she had made a few changes to the song since it was first written, but didn't mention specifically what changes were made. Track 12, Remember When, written by Avril Lavigne, produced by Derek Wibley. It is one of seven songs written solely by Avril. On the studio version, Avril is credited with playing the piano. It has never been performed live as of 2021. Many fans believe the song is about Avril's ex-husband Derek Wibley, though generally the song is about remembering good times in a relationship and never expecting that it would end. The piano part of the song has drawn comparisons to Let It Be by The Beatles. Track 13, Goodbye, written and produced by Avril Lavigne. It is one of seven songs written solely by Avril and one of two songs produced by her. The string section was arranged by David Campbell, who also arranged the strings for Innocence on Avril's previous album, The Best Damn Thing. It is the closing track of Goodbye Lullaby, excluding the hidden track Alice. It was used in the film Jack and Jill, starring Adam Sandler. On the studio version, Avril is credited with playing the piano. She has said it is the most personal and vulnerable song she has ever written and cried while recording the song. In the middle of the song, you can hear her voice crack. For this reason, she has said she will never perform the song live, and as of 2021, she hasn't. On March 21, 2012, Avril released a video for the song on her YouTube channel as a thank you to the fans and to end the album cycle. It was filmed by Mark Liddell at the Chateau Marmont in Hollywood. Her hair, a curly blonde wig, and clothes were very similar to a photo shoot she did for Vanity Fair Italy in 2011, meaning it could have possibly been filmed around that time. It is her favorite song on Goodbye Lullaby along with Push. Many fans assume the song is about her ex-husband, Derek Wibley. 
In general, the song is about saying goodbye to a loved one. The album title was derived from the song's lyrics in the bridge. Track 14, Alice, written by Avril Lavigne, produced by Butch Walker. It is one of seven songs written solely by Avril. It was originally written for Tim Burton's Alice in Wonderland in 2010 and played over the ending credits of the film. It was also released as the lead single from the film's soundtrack, Almost Alice, on January 29, 2010. It is the second song that Avril has ever written for a film, the first being Keep Holding On for Aragon in 2006. A radio edit was originally released to radio, peaking at number 71 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. It is Avril's first single to be composed completely by Avril. Its highest peak was number 4 on the Japan Hot 100, where it was certified gold for more than 100,000 downloads. The song came about when Avril was in a meeting with Disney to design an Alice in Wonderland-inspired collection for her clothing line Abby Dawn, and asked if she could try writing a song for the film. After getting approval from Tim Burton, she went home and wrote the song on her piano. On the studio version, she is credited with playing the piano. An extended version with an extra verse and choruses was included as a hidden track on Goodbye Lullaby. On some versions of the album, there is a minute of silence between Goodbye and Alice, whereas on others, the song begins playing immediately after Goodbye. The extended version is five minutes long, which makes it Avril's longest song to date. It was performed on the Black Star Tour with clips from the music video playing behind her and an extended intro. Avril has always performed the song in a lowered key. It has a tempo of 120 beats per minute and was composed in the key of G major. Her vocal range spans from G3 to D5. She performed it on The Tonight Show on March 3, 2010, wearing an outfit similar to the one worn in the music video and stage decorations set up like the Mad Tea Party. It sold 45,000 copies within the first four weeks of release. As of October 2011, it has sold more than 373,000 copies in the U.S. It is Avril's only song to date not to feature the title anywhere in the lyrics. The song has also been stylized as Alice Underground, though it is commonly referred to as just Alice. On writing the song, Avril said, I got off the phone, sat down at my piano at home, wrote the song immediately. I was so inspired because I'd been designing for the movie, so I had all the images in my head. The song premiered on On Air with Ryan Seacrest on January 27, 2010. Seacrest called the story a great lesson, telling his listeners, you ask for what you want. You gotta go for it because if you didn't ask for it, then you wouldn't have gotten the opportunity. Its B-side is Welcome to Mystery by Plain White Tees, another song off the Almost Alice soundtrack. The single cover is a shot taken from the set of the music video, which was filmed from January 26th to 27th, 2010 at the Los Angeles Arboretum. The music video is directed by Dave Myers, who would also direct Wish You Were Here and the commercial for Wild Rose. There are two different versions of the video, one with scenes from the movie and another without them. In the video, Avril is wearing one of the pieces from the Alice in Wonderland collection of Abby Dawn. She also designed the black dress she wears in the Wonderland scenes. In the Wonderland scene, she plays a black grand piano in the forest, which Avril wanted to include to stress the importance of the piano on the track. The video premiered on February 17, 2010. In the video, she sports blonde hair with black streaks. A body double was used for the tea party scene. The front shots of the Mad Hatter's face were originally played by Johnny Depp. Alice was nominated for the following awards. International Video of the Year by a Canadian, and your fave video at the Much Music Video Awards in 2010. Favorite song from the Nickelodeon Kids' Choice Awards in Mexico in 2010. Best Original Song from the Satellite Awards in 2010. And Best Karaoke Song at the MTV Video Music Awards Japan in 2011. It won for Best Video from a Film from the MTV Video Music Awards Japan in 2011. The song is about Alice's journey through Wonderland, but it is also about going through a tough situation and finding a way out and being strong. And with that, we say goodbye to this edition of the Best Damn Avril Lavigne podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode.
If you enjoyed this episode, tune in next time for episode six, which will cover Avril's fifth studio album, simply titled after the pop rock princess herself. Learn about how she ended up working with the frontman for Nickelback, as well as what song she worked on at four o'clock in the morning. It's all coming up next time on the Best Damn Avril Lavigne podcast. The Best Damn Avril Lavigne podcast is hosted, produced, and edited by Andre DeFrancesco. Theme music is HD and Lights by J Powell Flicks. Follow the latest podcast news on Instagram at Best Damn Avril Pod or email Best Damn Avril Pod at yahoo.com.